0: Hello and namaste. I'm Peter Furco, and this is Peter's podcast where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. A little later in today's episode, I'm going to talk with Jenny Bloom about what's going on in the world. I got interested in this because this week I saw a lovely and very humble admission from a yoga teacher that she was overwhelmed with all that's in the news. So in response, I penned an essay that I'd like to share with you now. The current news is challenging us. It seems that every day bad things are happening and that every month disasters are striking. We live in a constant state of orange alert the US Homeland Security designation for a high threat level. That this level of challenge is stressful goes without saying. When I was in elementary school, we were required to follow quote, current events, unquote, to stay up on the news of the day, so we could become informed members of society. Doing that today can be a full-time job and keep you on Twitter all day and night. Then you have to parse the real news from the fake news, identify the spin to see what the facts are, and find out if there's any there, there. To say nothing of trying to fix what is wrong in the world. How do you find real happiness within this disaster? You have to understand what life is, what you are, what the world is. You can learn this by paying attention, by deep study, by practice, by learning from someone who seems to know, and using your discernment. Each person's path is unique, and because we have what we call free will, you can make decisions all along the way of your attempt to understand, and do something about what is going on around you. I was walking my dog around a nearby lake this week. It was spectacularly beautiful outside. But I was also listening to the radio through my earphones. The news report was about a mass shooting. What I was looking at was a gorgeous early autumn morning. I used the same phone that was providing me the news analysis to take a photo of the lake. I later wrote a poem about the experience. The world is the world. You are divine. Life is the process of figuring that out. I'll leave the poetic critique to the masters of literature, or even of metaphysics, But from the perspective of advice, these lines summarize how you can find real happiness and live deeply engaged in life. The world is the world means that it has its own path. It literally spins and orbits at a scale that is utterly beyond our ability to influence. We are each a speck on the earth, and even all together, though our species influences the world, We have a limited influence when a hurricane forms, when an asteroid strikes, or when angry individuals shoot into crowds or blow themselves up. Within our own orbits though, the people we know, the street we live on, our societal networks like voting, within that orbit, we do have influence. The way we live is the biggest part of our influence. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna advises that whatever a great one does, others follow. One part of the deep study I mentioned earlier is to figure out your orbit. If you are the secretary of state, your orbit is national diplomatic circles. If you are a stay-home mom in Brooklyn, it will be no less important, but your orbit will be predominantly more local. You can determine your orbit through a practice of saying, what can I do about this? Often there's nothing we can do about the things we're aware of. And yet we are encouraged to care and to do something anyway. What can we do then becomes becoming upset. News is not our friend in this regard. Not current events news, knowing what is going on in the world. But the news media in all its forms from cable to Facebook. The news apparatus has a dual agenda. One describe current events and two, keep you engaged with its media channel. Regarding the first part of its agenda, describing current events, it avoids good news because that isn't as gripping and doesn't compete well against bad news. In my New York Times, stories of accomplishments and interest are in the inside sections of the paper while the drama is front page. So we don't get a balance of information about life. To do the second part, keeping you engaged, news focuses on things that shock and strike a survival-level chord. Then it keeps playing out the stories in emotional ways. An example, when a disturbed man shoots people at a concert, its actual import in most people's lives is minimal. Our compassion is appropriately triggered. Our anger about guns, mental health, care, etc. gains a statistic. But of what value is the story of the lives of those injured or killed to our lives? It makes us aware that they were people, of course, but do we need the news to tell us that? To me, it feels like I'm crashing the mourning processes of other people's families. Imagining reporters with cameras and microphones barging into their grief to bring us those stories makes me want to send an apology note to them. To help yourself stay untriggered by endless bad news, focus on what matters. Ask yourself, is this my orbit? How can I make a difference in this? Then do that and let the rest pass out of your orbit. In yoga, there are a pair of ideas that refer to your orbit and to being active within it. Karma is the challenges that you are actually going to have in your orbit. In the activity of the great big universe, it is your personal piece of life's motivations. Take that on wholeheartedly, whether it's your city council race or your troubled teen or your low self-esteem issue. Work to deal with your challenges. The second idea is Dharma or the life circumstances in which you deal with your karma. Some of us are on a big stage and others on a small stage facing the challenges in our orbit. When a singer uses a Grammy Award speech to help influence things, it is exactly like a soldier charging into the discomfort of battle, or an activist marching, or me telling my niece the meaning of the word slavery while standing at the Lincoln Memorial. We can act within our orbit. We can work to expand our orbit where possible, if our discernment tells us that it's a fruitful use of our time and effort. The internet has given us an obvious possibility of expanded orbit, but it has also amplified the noise and confusion and competition is the action we take in our small orbit as valuable as the one we take in the noisy realm of the internet i leave that answer to your discernment that is part of figuring out what your life is about if you do your best work on what is in your orbit you are engaged in right living feeling bad about the rest tends to make us ineffective, unhealthy, and unhappy. Happiness comes from taking your work on and not getting attached to outcomes that are beyond your control. John Lennon provided a nice insight about trying to do things within your life in his song, Beautiful Boy, singing, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Instead of worry, frustration, overwhelm, from thinking you need to do something about everything. Practice to find perspective. For instance, meditate. And you'll start to see the world in all its variety. Then your work will feel valuable and you will see your purpose within it. I'm gonna head over to Bushwick. It is a nice breezy, warm summer day that's actually in fall. And have a nice chat with Jenny Bloom. Come join me. How are you doing, Jenny?
1: I, Peter, I am doing okay. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah. And mm. I feel somewhat stupefied by the state of the world and figuring out life and how to live a life living in New York City and yeah. teaching yoga and paying rent. Both. How can both be true?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Building a career. What is a career? Mm-hmm. And then the news and the world and the United States executive branch. Yeah. The administration. The Congress. The Congress. The courts. The, <laughs> the courts. <laughs> the decisions being made about...
0: Yeah. yeah
1: how to relate to people who are suffering, how to relate to people who need aid, mm-hmm. regulation, Las yeah. Vegas, its most recent mass shooting.
0: Yeah, and I just, uh, previously in the podcast, read an essay about that topic. Mm-hmm. And, um... The... Ever since the Buddha... Mm-hmm. And... Before the Buddha, the authors authors of the Bhagavad Gita, you know, always said that you know life has its challenge. Life by its nature has all this challenge in it. Mm-hmm. And I think our mistake, and, and you said this a minute ago when we were chatting before mm-hmm. logging in here, um, <clears throat> that we don't we don't learn about that. Like no one says that life is going to be solved or satisfied by doing yoga practice, like Mm -hmm. getting unattached to things, Mm -hmm. for instance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But those guys said it, you know, the the Buddha said it, the the Mm -hmm. Krishna said it,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and whatever your ideas are about how this wisdom came through, you know, this, um, handed down wisdom or clairvoyant wisdom or maybe in a different age, like in the Greek age, they were just wiser or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is this
1: Or more accustomed to the bloodiness.
0: Yeah, or this yeah, or found a solution. You know. But
1: because the question I think that we're really asking and, and you talked about this meditation class today as well, like life challenge, challenge is part of life, right? Challenge is not something that we get out of or age out of or, yeah, you get
0: to the point where you just solved all those problems,
1: right? Like that's not real.
0: That is never the case
1: for anybody, even people who seem like they don't have problems. Yeah. And I think it's hard today because we live in this, this world where we have so much facade and we're interacting with facade constantly. Yeah.
0: And so these people who have projected that they solved the problem or mm-hmm. they got to somewhere, so often they're mm-hmm. the ones who the scandal yeah. happens yeah, because they weren't really able to maintain this facade. <laughs>
1: Completely. And
0: the, the realities of their own challenges came out. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And we hear about that kind of stuff on the news, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we don't hear about the many small... Gains that people make in their own evolution, right? It's not interesting news to hear. Mm -hmm. Jenny was in meditation class this morning, (laughs) and it really helped her out. Right
1: Right, after working till (laughs) eleven o'clock, an eight-hour shift at a bar on my feet.
0: Yeah, so Mm -hmm. that's not news. Right, but
1: but in my life, like the fact that that was actually that was not only available but desirable, and and that I. Was able to put everything together to get there. Right, it was really helpful to me. Right, but to be able to get to the point to, of being in a class with a teacher and a practice that is helpful to me and and doing it, even getting to that point is its own path, is its yeah. own evolution. is Yeah, its you own have to carve that
0: groove yeah. into the habits of your life.
1: Yeah, and it's hard you to see that. To that. And commit to it, and it's hard to see, have that perspective on your own transformation. Yeah, because like the the mind and the imagination is so like my mind and my imagination is so lassoed to these big major goals that right. I want to see. Right, and so these small ones that are actually fundamental to right. getting to those to that big one, I can overlook.
0: Yeah. Well, what we were speaking a little earlier, and you had the example of animals, mm-hmm. and right. you know, not that we want to become animals. I mean, we might still mm-hmm. want to you know, build a new wing on the Lincoln Center or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. We might want to have accomplishments, mm-hmm. but it's useful to mm-hmm. gain the perspective of seeing, okay, this is how animals live. We used to be animals. Right. You know, we used to just mm-hmm. hunt, mm-hmm. gather, mm-hmm. eat, mm-hmm. procreate, right? <laughs> sleep, right? go through the seasons, <laughs> right? and go through the generations.
1: Totally. And that, that thought about animals comes from like a couple places. I was reading the Yoga Sutras this morning, and in the first book, the portion that talks about the state of samadhi, the state of oneness, which is what we touch in our meditation, there is this one verse that talks about how, when you are able to stop the movements in the mind, you're able to, the seer, the one that sees the witness, is able to experience true self outside of the identifications. And in this translation I was reading, it talked about how animals do this all the time. And then when I was in meditation, today, I had this moment where I was realizing that the complexity that life can take on and that my life can take on about, is this the right decision? Is this the right job? Is this the right person making steps? How do I know? All of that movement isn't something that that animals necessarily experience. We don't know how animals think, but like that piece of the puzzle, like we our minds our human minds it seems like it seems like the thing that we should do like there's this like imperative that almost comes out of the capacity to do that because the mind can do that kind of I mean it's it's maybe Mm -hmm. an
0: imperative but it's also something we've learned it's been Mm -hmm. taught and Mm -hmm. it's been valued by the society that we live in Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. to
0: never stop to keep growing that
1: Right. So right. we
0: get better and better and better at thinking about things. And it's one of the places where
1: But it doesn't actually make something happen.
0: Right. And it's well, what does mm-hmm. make something happen and mm-hmm. it's one of the things that's a problem with the the state of the world right now is that we think we're supposed to know about all the stuff that's going wrong and we're supposed to do something about it. And the only thing we can do about most of that stuff is worry. Mm-hmm. So we find our minds worrying, which mm-hmm. is, if you want to talk Ayurveda, it's like a vata imbalance. Your mm-hmm. mind is spinning mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. on something that it can't do anything about.
1: Mm-hmm. Or pitta, or it's, you get very angry.
0: Or you get very angry, mm-hmm. but you're, you can't do anything about it except have those emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's this other way. Because what what you're describing the, these are reactions. Yeah. But the other way, or or like that one type of reaction is like being whipped up, right? That that like active active airiness, that vata reaction you're describing. One way is getting very fire, fired up and very like angry about it. Another way is just getting super like earthy and like couch potato like and just like watching mm-hmm. tons of TV yeah, and blocking and it out. Kind
0: of giving up. Giving up. Yeah. And really, I mean. So, so let's talk yoga for a second. Mm-hmm. So, the we were just talking about three different pieces of Ayurveda, three different kinds of energy that all of us have in us: mm-hmm. movement, mm-hmm. Uh, mental and physical, fire makes transformation, makes us concentrate. When mm-hmm. we get too Sing. concentrated, want things to be a certain way, it mm-hmm. gets angry, mm-hmm. right? Or earthy. Mm-hmm interested in the physical things not so movement oriented right? so those all have a range too within the gunas gunas being activity or mm-hmm. like even overly active mm-hmm. and withdrawing mm-hmm. and then in between or I mean in between is a funny way to say it because it makes you think you only have those two but mm-hmm. the third state mm-hmm. is balance, mm-hmm. sattva guna mm-hmm. so we have going on in us at any moment our ayurvedic constitution made up of those natures and also how they're coming about in terms of this kind of energy so when we're if we're more of a vata type more activity in the mind we could be spinning and spinning and spinning ideas and if we're rajasic about that we're in the active mode about that it could be I can't keep track of anything because so much shit is going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Overwhelmed or so, freak yeah, out, yeah, like mm-hmm.
0: really nutso. So, mm-hmm. or if we're being Thomasic about that—that that withdrawing action—it's all like internal. Like you're not looking outward; you're just mm-hmm. going over the same mm-hmm. thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. in your head, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like neurotic, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right. So you're, or or another another way it can it can go is you can just be like. I don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like it can just, the, like it can just be like, just like scattered. Yeah. Which I think is definitely something like, these are all different things that are happening to people right now. Reactions yeah. that we're having.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah. then, um, but what's interesting in these three energies in the gunas, right. In, in the activity, the passivity, and then this balance point. One of the things that we talk about in yoga is, is that what we're cultivating is not just not just our bodies and not just our minds but our capacity to to be less active and less passive in relationship with what comes into our our field
0: right, right. into
1: our world into right. our orbit as you used before right and that that is what's really interesting because i think that often when we start to talk about These more like yogic understandings, these more meditative understandings of how to relate to the world, it can be very triggering for people because people can say, Well, how can you say that I shouldn't be upset that Puerto Rico is not getting the aid that it requires? Right. Like how can you tell me that? Like they do need it. Right. And what would you say?
0: That Puerto Rico isn't getting the aid that they need and you should get motivated to do something about it if you can do something about it mm-hmm. right so there's like stages of the mm-hmm. involvement with any any issue that comes into your radar right. so being aware of it mm-hmm. is fine mm-hmm. right you can that doesn't have a charge to it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. knowing that something has to get done mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. cuz that's just a fact mm-hmm. right mm-hmm then what do you do about it mm-hmm. that's where you start to get into the place where it's troublesome because mm-hmm. if what I can do about it is write a check to the UNICEF yeah or, or the Red Cross or whomever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right I do that and then I've done what I can do to help Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and I can keep My ear open for what's going on there to see, do I need to do more? Does somebody need to do more? Should I call somebody, right? Do I need to call a representative or something like that? Do I, is it so dramatic that no one's listening and we need to go to a protest because Mm -hmm. there's going to be a protest and that would help elevate the shake up mm-hmm. the movement to make mm-hmm. that happen. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are possible things you could do. Mm-hmm. What what won't help mm-hmm. the Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. and it won't help you mm-hmm. is to be upset about it.
1: Right. Once you've done that action, right? Like either once you're you have that awareness, or once you had that awareness and you took an action, you need to step back. Yeah. From that reaction because that reactive place like and that's and that's an aspect of yoga too. right learning how to act in the world and then let go yeah to know that that action in itself and this is something the Bhagavad Gita talks about that that action in itself has all of the merit and if we can do that in our lives and just take actions set our intentions have our awarenesses and let go of that wild peace hmm we can be much more effective.
0: Right. Right? And not only... I mean, it's even useful in terms of this polarity that we've seen in our government because when somebody gets upset and then they're dealing with someone on the other side, the other side just says, they're just upset. You know, they're just in their pattern. They just always look for the bad, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas if you do something, if you do an action... And there's something going on, like it didn't really work, but you did. You took the action, so you did your piece, and then you stepped back, and then you see something is happening from someone else who you you might be inclined to get upset with, but you see that they're trying too, Mm -hmm. because you've stepped back now. You're not just upset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you can start to see that they're trying too. Mm -hmm. They might be trying this not be trying the same way you would try. Mm But there, you start to get a better sense of what is happening here, right? right. Even someone yeah. as and I think
1: about that in terms of the gunas, yeah, right. Like, yeah. like if you're if you take that action, that active principle, after that, you need to move move, move into the passive or move into that balance. Like, you
0: move into the balance, right? Like, you always want to go to the balance.
1: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes in finding that, like, we we often what we're seeing, I think, is this like. Overactivation. Yeah. Where people are active and active and active and active, even with cell phones. Like always looking at cell phones, always looking at cell phones, always. That piece is not sustainable, and what happens is something else, like, the other shoe drops. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Like, either, we like... Go,
0: we're out of balance.
1: We're out of balance, and either we can't just sit with ourselves, yeah. or we always feel like there's something wrong, and we can't figure out what it is. Like, yeah. a lot of the diseases that we're seeing today, a lot of the autoimmune stuff, it has a lot to do with this overactivated yeah. system.
0: Yeah. Yeah, system devouring itself.
1: Yeah, system yeah. devouring itself. And,
0: you know, it's it's especially evident in in the politics, which has so many people so upset, you know, that we are in this place where no one is holding this sattvic space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every now and then you'll hear somebody say, well, this might get me in a little bit of hot water, but. In a way, what's happening right now is really good because it's getting so many people active, right? So that's the encounter to what you just said. People mm-hmm. are too active. But people weren't active in the realm of politics. Mm-hmm. People were in this, oh, Entertainment it doesn't realm. matter. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's the same. Right. You know? Now... Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, look what happened. So now we have to do something. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting things that happened was the women's march. Yeah. Because it was so sattvic. Mm-hmm. It had no agenda. Mm-hmm. All it did, people went and marched together as women. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there was some motivation for it. This, mm-hmm. you know, the feeling that the president mm-hmm. had such a disrespect. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, the activity that was supposed to come out of it, there was this even criticism about it. Oh, this is dumb. You should have a, like some... Actual points that were supposed to happen because of this march, but it was quite beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Nonviolent resistance. That it resistance.
0: was just an action. Yeah. It was just a statement. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you look at someone like um, the president or the Congress or justices or
1: someone who's making you really angry with their opinion, yeah,
0: it's very. Useful, it's very, it's like an interesting game even Mm -hmm. to to say, all right, so I'm over here on my polarity of that, my Mm -hmm. end of this Mm -hmm. political spectrum, you Mm -hmm.
1: know. My charge.
0: Yeah. And they are over there doing their thing. What if I went over there and tried to see what the heck is going on with them? Like, mm-hmm. what? How can they even have this opinion? What is this right, coming? Right, like
1: genuine from? curiosity. Yeah, like genuine curiosity. Like,
0: what is this about?
1: Without attachment to someone deciding, like someone, someone moving to your side. Right,
0: and then you learn something about it, and then when you're interacting with them. You, you're less inclined to treat them as just like this abstraction of an enemy.
1: Totally. And this is, again, plug for yoga. This is why we need our yoga practice because it's really hard to do that.
0: (laughs) It's really hard to do that. And
1: anyone who's listening to this knows like when you're charged around something, if somebody has an opinion that like, like, I'm a Jewish woman, this neo-Nazi thing really gets to me. I find it really hard to understand how there's a gigantic amount of neo-Nazis in America right now. And how do I relate to that? The racism, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and how that's being received in our country, the brutality of the police against black bodies, like, how do I understand this? Like, I feel very charged around these issues. And so I need to go to class so that I can move into a balanced state so that when I do take my actions in the world, they are with all of my forces, all of my energy in a clear and direct position. Yeah. So that that action can move. It's it's very it's hard to actually make effective change when you're scattered or when you're like ready to punch somebody or yeah. when you're on the couch cuz you don't want to move. Yeah. And that that piece of the practice, I think we don't often we don't we don't talk about it enough really. Yeah. Because that it's, it's a maintenance. It's a maintenance of your energy field.
0: Yeah, well, I talked about it this morning in, in meditation class, you know, and I don't invite anybody who's listening to this to come by for meditation class on Saturday mornings at Ishta. But, um, you know, that it's hard for everybody to maintain sattva guna. And yet, when you are in sattva guna, your life is going to feel more graceful you're going to feel poised and calm and able to adjust when something comes up that you didn't expect and able to be there for someone else but to we always will have an obstacle that prevents us from doing that and the nature of an authentic yoga practice is to have the tool available that will let you find a way through that obstacle you know to come into a condition where whatever was troubling you is dealt with because it's going to be there is again you can't say oh no i'm i'm now transcendent Mm -hmm. right right that's where you get into this facade problem right right Right. everybody has challenges so what you can have though are tools to deal with those challenges Mm -hmm. and so for many of us, the tool is a teacher who helps mm. us deal with that. That's yeah. part of the toolkit. Right. And
1: right? the teacher when is the one who it. guides you into learning how to do these practices. Right. Learning how to actually still the mind. It, it's really a thing. It's yes. It really can happen. Yeah. For anybody, even somebody who has a very active mind. Yeah. You can find that place where the mind calms. Yeah it's possible
0: yeah so today we did this practice that literally balances the active force and the withdrawing force to leave you in sattva guna Mm -hmm. so um perhaps i'll share that in the next segment of the podcast um yeah you know i was listening in this putting getting in the other person's Space and, like, figuring out what is going on with them. I found that really helpful um, these past couple of years when the politics have become so utterly divided. And, and I had this question, how can this person of a different pers- persuasion be saying this stuff? Like, wh- what is the logic path that they are following? Because mm-hmm. I just it's mind-boggling right right? so i i started really opening myself up like what listening for voices that had thought about this or saw something about this and a really funny one came up um al sharpton was interviewed on some radio show and he said you can't understand donald trump without being a new yorker He's a Queens guy. He's a Queens real estate guy who got told you ain't never gonna make it in Manhattan.
1: Yeah. So
0: his whole thing is this drive to get accepted. Wow. As somebody who by, matters.
1: By anyone who's willing to pay attention and to And you him.
0: see it so much. Like mm. having that as a background piece mm-hmm. of information mm-hmm. really helps you see what's going on. It's like a, mm-hmm. a hurt person mm-hmm. just looking. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like most hurt people, he's out hurting people. <laughs> right,
1: right. And he's very misguided yeah. about what the validation he's looking for is.
0: Yeah, but the for us, mm-hmm. for us looking at it, mm-hmm. so many people are so upset, and they keep saying, "How can he be saying this? It's so wrong!" And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, he can be because his whole he feels set, hurt.
1: He feels like he's yeah. already being hurt all the time.
0: Exactly, his mm-hmm. whole motivation set mm-hmm. is different from mine or yours mm-hmm. or the person who's angry at him all the time. Mm-hmm. He's living in a perfectly logical way for him. Mm-hmm. But we don't want him as our president necessarily, or maybe you do, but mm. I, you know I don't. And so, we don't have to like sit here and keep yelling about him. We need to do something about that that's effective right. and stop being upset.
1: Right, and stop even investing even more attention in it because right. it, it's because he is triggering to so many people. Yeah. I think a big part of that is also that he is so triggered. Like he is in such a state of trauma himself that he can't possibly understand that people in Puerto Rico need help. He can't possibly understand that what happened in Nevada is completely unacceptable. And we need to look at these gun laws that we have and maybe change the fact that anyone can have an automatic rifle. Yeah. Like I, I, I think hunting, like I, I used to be vegetarian, I think hunting is okay if it's done in a way that's kind and respectful to animals. Hunters will probably tell you, I know some hunters, they don't use automatic rifles on deer. Yeah. Ever. Nobody uses automatic rifles except on people. Like, it's, it's, so why can a normal, why can anybody buy an automatic rifle? Like, it's really hard to understand how the yeah. NRA... I mean, it's it's hard to understand, and then it's not hard to understand. All
0: of these things have a history. Right. And the history usually boils down to... Money. There was some money to yeah. be gained somewhere. Yeah. Or, I mean, to give the benefit of the doubt, too, the definitions of certain values mm-hmm. also have a history. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for instance, uh, another thing that I found really useful... In the past few years, was I came upon um, uh, an author? I believe he was an author, but he had done some research about what um, what are the feelings, the philosophy, the sort of life guiding principles for people who we might call more on the right, as opposed to being on the left, mm-hmm. and it was. Uh, what he identified as a sort of a common thread was this notion of an us. And the notion of us for many people who identify as on the right is smaller than the us for people who are on the left. So people on the right, for instance, might consider us my family. Mm-hmm. Right? People on the left might consider like all the people in my city, mm-hmm. right? right? So that when something happens to someone anywhere in my city that seems unjust, mm-hmm. unjust, I care. We care. Yeah. Whereas, on this other, from this other mindset, they're fervently trying to defend us. Mm-hmm. it's just the us is different. So they see more conflicts between other people and. And they're a small unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you get in with that us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're beloved. And that's mm-hmm. why I think there's more of this notion of like a charity should take care of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you care about these people, you take care of them. Right. 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 It's like, a, why should everybody be lumped together? That's just, that doesn't make sense because we are us. And they are them.
1: And we take care of us. Yeah. But there's this fundamental lack of understanding of the world, of people, of how... I mean, if you even think about, like, like, poverty in this country, and how poverty is maintained, and how many black men are in prison, and how much more money goes to the prison system than to yeah. the education system, how how, like... I recently saw a chart that a friend of mine put up about how exponentially more we, um, the United States of America spends on the military than any other country in the world. Yeah. Like...
0: I think it's 25 times 25 as 25
1: times as much.
0: Yeah. And knowing that, like, all of these facts that we know, mm-hmm. everything you just said plus mm-hmm. a whole bunch of more... Mm-hmm makes total sense if your us includes everybody else. Yeah. And so how do you get other people to expand their us, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would advise them to do yoga because it expands your mind. Right, right? and your heart field. And gives you the sense of Mm -hmm. wholeness that Mm -hmm. includes oneness, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what often happens Mm -hmm. is that those people who have a more limited view of who us is, they end up encountering the other mm-hmm. in a way that they make a bond. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the barrier falls apart. Like someone who is anti LGBT, mm-hmm. but then their cousin mm-hmm. turns out to be gay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they end up loving the husband yeah. of the husband. You know, yeah. and so yeah. like suddenly their they whole... soften, right? Yeah. Because they've now learned that right. they that can be us too, but they might not like somebody else right, right. <laughs> who's gay, who has totally. some other label totally. in their Totally, and who
1: isn't in their family. Who
0: isn't us, right. So, you know, that's like the slow boat way to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get everybody on the same page. But it's, mm-hmm. I think, one of the most effective ways that mm-hmm. people are using, right. I mean, they're not using it, right. it's just Right, and also
1: it heals that trauma, like... Yeah. It really really does it heals the nervous system it heals our capacity to be in our own bodies so that we're no longer coming from a place of hurt where we're consumed by that hurt yeah because that that's hurt people hurt
0: people yeah 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 i hope you're enjoying this edition of peter's podcast we'll get back in a minute I wanted to invite you to become a subscriber. By that, I mean sign up to download it regularly from wherever you get your podcasts, but also to support Peter's podcasts on patreon.com. Patreon is a great funding site that lets me make this podcast without the need for product advertisements, which I think is nicer for both of us. You can subscribe there for any amount you like. There's a link in the show notes at peterspodcast.simplecast.fm, or go to patreon.com slash here's the rest of our interview so the practicing piece where whatever it is sometimes the imbalance or the thing that's got you off is something that's very survival right like someone else is going to take my money, or if if I don't get it and they get it, there's not enough. So now we're in conflict, right? So sometimes you have to do a practice that deals with that, that resolves that, that makes you feel stable and safe on a survival level sometimes like you said the heart field Mm -hmm. you know there's some imbalance there where you feel like I've been hurt now I'm protecting myself Mm -hmm. so I'm not open to someone else Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so um, you might have to do a practice that's built around Mm -hmm. healing that that energy balancing that energy making it not tamasic Mm -hmm. but putting it back into sattva guna Mm -hmm. and that way you can meet someone And have no preconceptions you're rather in a state of lovingness with them there's there's only we Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, only mm -hmm, us mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it might be of some other nature like maybe your thinking is wrong you Mm -hmm. know maybe you're opting for what you read in a book or somebody said on TV or something like that instead of tapping into your own wisdom and intuition about that Mm -hmm. and bringing that to shine on the situation. So you might need to do something that helps you tap into that. So that's more of it a it clears
1: your inner Google search field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's more of
0: a um, you know, connecting with that which is beyond. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. So all of the practices of yoga, there are many and and this is where I love the the Ishta approach because we tailor practice to what's going on with someone we're not like this is the right practice you must do this practice right right everybody else's practice is wrong right in fact everybody's practice is right but maybe not for them right Right. (laughs) maybe not for everybody else but all the practices are fine
1: right and in a class like for like teachers for all the teachers out there i'm sure that a lot of people have had the frustration or or the not knowing what to do if you have like even like a beginner and a really advanced person in the same class like how do you create a practice where they can both experience yoga right where it's not like the advanced person needs to do really slow stuff or it's not like the the beginner needs to do things that are going to be injurious to them yeah and doing that energetically as well
0: yeah yeah
1: I think that that piece of this practice is is so important and Krishna Macharya, who was for a lot of people the I mean he was in a lot of ways the father of modern yoga he Created practices for individuals for Iyengar for example Iyengar was asthmatic and so the practices that Krishnamacharya gave to him were about expanding the lungs and and stretching and this like extreme posture and this alignment this physical alignment it was so important Mm -hmm. and that's and and then we have the Iyengar method which we see with props and with all of these things it's very physical alignment based Mm -hmm. it's one way and, and it may be, like in Ishta, we do use props, but not for everybody. Some mm-hmm. people don't need to use props. It's not, and it's not so much, we, our understanding, I think, is much more about the subtle body's alignment.
0: Yeah, that the two are integrated.
1: That the two are integrated, that they're just different densities of form. And understanding that, there was one thing I wanted to say about just bringing it back to how we relate to what we see in the world, how we relate to what we see in our field, that first piece, just noticing it, that observer effect. And in Isto, we talk often about quantum physics and quantum mechanics. And what's interesting about the observer is that when physicists have studied the movement of tiny, tiny particles, they've discovered that when someone is watching that movement, there's always an effect there's no way to separate the observer from that which is observed. Yeah. It's always connected. So simply observing what is happening in the world, just being aware in the way that is balanced for us has an effect. Yeah. And we need to know, like, I, I know for myself that it, there's comfort for me to take in that, in knowing that as I, as I gaze on something, as I put my attention on it, even outside of making something happen, that is effective right that creates
0: change yeah yeah i mean in at the level of a yoga practice we think about life as having three different components in creation there's the the cause the energy that makes the thing manifest and then the outcome and that those three things are always in process. That's the ca- constantly going on.
1: The cause and the outcome.
0: The cause, the energy, and the physical outcome. Mm. Right? So, if, if you want to have yoga speak, we're talking about, like, those shariras. Mm. Right? Mm. The, and so, any time you intend something, any time you are shifting your mind it puts in into action this energy that has an influence in the world. So sometimes it seems like the best thing to do is do something physical, like move that chair or scratch this itch, right? Other times it's more about watching the the energy of it underneath. Like you see that there's something off in the way that things are flowing. But it could also be all the way back to, you know, let's let's intend something different here, right? Mm-hmm. So, like when I intend to go sit on my enemy's uh, table mm-hmm. and listen, what mm-hmm. in the world are you talking about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That can create a change in all the realms, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah,
1: both for you and for your enemy,
0: because now they're heard,
1: right? right and related to and they see you perhaps in a different i mean n- undoubtedly in a different way
0: yeah yeah so then healing can begin you're sitting at the same table now mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. and you you mentioned earlier today uh, something about even in an individual you know personal relationship mm-hmm. when you encounter someone who's a real challenge you know you don't have to be around that person if that's not appropriate, right? I mean you like if the you obviously you have the upset. Like mm-hmm. that's
1: That did that's, not feel good. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that, she
1: was mean to me. So
0: that's in the awareness. <laughs> yeah. And then you you can have some discernment about what do I do about that? Is this somebody who's significant to me? Like mm-hmm. You, like, you can't dismiss your parents, for instance. You know, you, you figure out how do I deal with them mm-hmm. in a way that is going to be more in balance, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, and mm-hmm. I don't mean your parents because right. your parents are great. But, right, right. You know, but I didn't yeah. always
1: think that. Like, yeah, there were yeah. definitely significant portions in my, in my growing up where I was like, I actually need to be in a completely different country I than these people 3, I love. I
0: miles from my parents.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So, you know.
1: Because because when we're discovering how we can relate to somebody or how we can relate well, I think it's really about how do we, how do I relate to myself yeah. and sometimes like for example parents can have a exert a very strong influence on the development of, of a person
0: yeah. and so that's their job
1: that's it's their job for a while, for a while. <laughs> some some parents think it's their job forever yes. you know
0: yes, exactly <laughs>
1: But finding that way, and it's always about you. It's always yeah. about how do you... like. Well,
0: you can do yeah, something about you. Exactly. Yeah. You
1: can't do anything about them. Yeah, And it's, it's like that with any of the categories of people.
0: Right. So, like, mm-hmm. let's get off parents for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, you're, you know, you have some acquaintance or friend or colleague or, you know, romantic interest or mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. based on what's going on with them, mm-hmm. you can make this decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I need to do something to get closer i need to find a way to listen better or give more or you know see if if they're doing something what is that really about it's probably not about me right you know so what what's going on here and do i want to work on this or you know, is this really not a good place to invest my energy? Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about it I like, but I can see this is going nowhere.
1: Right. And then the first step, which I, I don't think you mentioned, is that <laughs> observing step where you notice how you feel. Yeah. How do you feel around this person? Yeah, do you yeah. feel... Because I think, I mean, like, romantically, like, I'm I'm dating right now and sometimes i meet someone and i feel like oh wow that was really fun and sometimes i meet someone and i'm like oh my god i do not feel good right. around this person right, right. and it's really important for me to notice how i feel right before i even decide what's going to happen yeah and our minds and our bodies especially in, in like mating times when you're young, they go so fast and it's so fast that you're like already like down the road deciding what to do even before you notice how
0: you feel. Right. So really
1: slowing down that process.
0: Absolutely.
1: Noticing how you feel and then noticing how you want to relate and what might be right. If we come back to those three energies, right? Yeah. Like, what is, like, the cause? Like, what is happening inside? what is being, what is happening in here? Yeah, can
0: I change Mm -hmm. my intention around Mm -hmm. this instead Mm -hmm. of having it be, like,
1: Mm -hmm. I need to change this person. Will
0: anybody like me, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's, like, who do I want? Right. That's a big shift in cause, right? Totally. Like, I'm going to look for someone Mm -hmm. who's the kind of person I want. Right. right. Or I'm going to look for a job mm-hmm. where my boss treats me like this. With respect. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then you're setting up the mm-hmm. vibrations mm-hmm. so that your energy now, all your energy is working toward those kinds of outcomes mm-hmm. instead of whatever the unconscious thing that you were putting out before totally. is doing.
1: Totally. Right. And you know what's funny? This is the stuff that we're talking about is, is, is kind of similar to a lot of the law of attraction stuff but it's not based in belief. Mm -hmm. It's not based in the mind. It's actually based in the energy, which I think is significant because there's a lot going on about, you know, manifestation and manifestation workshops, and I'm going to teach you how to manifest and la 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 la. And that's really cool. Yoga has been teaching that from the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it's not out of a focus on what you want as yes. much as it's about, I mean you, it, you, it's necessary to see what you want as well but simply saying I want this and not actually taking into account who you are where you are what's actually going on without having perspective, its
0: yeah. it doesn't and, work and being present in the moment and mm-hmm. all of the moments mm-hmm. so for instance if you say I really want some uh, Hunky guy and mm-hmm. your idea of a hunky guy is X guy, right? So then you start going for that and if you're unconscious, you're still in this dream of this guy that you were interested in like when you were months 14. ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> usually, Years ago. Usually, sorry. That's, <laughs> usually that's how it works. Hunky yeah. guy fourteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> then you know, so then mm-hmm. like you're not no you're not in this moment. So mm-hmm. when you meet the perfect person mm-hmm. You don't even notice because you're still in this abstraction about what you were looking for. You can't see
1: them because you you can't can't see them. them. You're not there. Right.
0: You're not there.
1: Right, right. You're
0: not in this moment, (laughs) right? So, yeah. So it's about wanting, but also the nature of living Mm -hmm. is that you are in the swirl of cosmic stardust that is our universe, and someone else is in that same swirl, whether it's your boss or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or, or the president of the United States your teacher or whomever. Mm-hmm. And we're all swirling, and mm-hmm. we can, if we're aware, when we run into each other, then we can have authentic interactions that may mm-hmm. be of interest, mm-hmm. right? That may mm-hmm. help us gain something. One of my favorite authors, Byron Katie. Her first book was called Loving What Is. You know, and she just is utterly ruthless about anything that comes up. She just says, "That's I'm. I'm just going to love that. I'm just like, isn't that fascinating? Hmm. That horrible thing just happened. Isn't that fascinating? You know, what, what, what's that about? Like, yeah, you know, what am, what am I thinking about that? Well, my thought about that isn't helping me at all. It's making me feel awful. Mm-hmm. Who would I be without that thought? And so, like, let me re orient myself to what's going on Mm -hmm. so that i can actually be in this moment yeah am i at my fullest in and appreciate it right and it's super hard it requires practice yeah right to be able to do that every time
1: it's super hard to ever do it some people never do it yeah
0: but i mean to make it Mm -hmm. in the way that you're operating Mm -hmm. requires you to constantly Mm -hmm. come back to
1: It's a refresh. Yeah. It's a... Like, that's that... refreshing, Refreshing the screen of the mind. Refreshing the the identification. Yeah. Because in life, we all get identified with what's around us. And then things will always change. Always change. So it's hard to figure out how to relate to ourselves and to the world when things are changing. And it's hard
0: to see clearly... so this morning in meditation class you know i i borrowed alan fingers metaphor about meditation being like a shower Mm -hmm. you know it's like you're you spend your day out in in life Mm -hmm. living through the senses and all these challenges and whatnot and then you make this time where you have this emotional mental inspirational shower (coughs) cleans the slate right that you just mentioned and then you can come back into living fresh yeah you know, with new inspiration to to light your day yeah and then you go into the day and you can see that in addition to all the horrible crap that's on the news there's also all this really beautiful stuff available in every moment in mm-hmm. each person you know mm-hmm. the the interactions um you know, we were talking about the animals, my really? my cute little dog. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean yeah. she is happy every single day when I come down and she's had breakfast to grab some ball or some stick and run around in a circle with me chasing her. Every day.
1: Ecstatic. Yeah. She's ecstatic. <laughs> exactly.
0: You know? Yeah. And you know, we could call that childish mm-hmm. but we just need a level appropriate mm-hmm. Look Mm -hmm. for what's wonderful in our own experiences Mm -hmm. in order to have that degree of joyfulness Mm -hmm. in life Mm -hmm. and tackle the challenges too, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Deal with the challenges, help those in need, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. try to make the world a better place and and acknowledge that the the world is what is. And as Byron Katie would say, love what is, right? Yeah. Because it ain't going to be different right now we can make it different for the future and then we can deal with that then
1: yeah yeah
0: that's the future
1: starts with us <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right i think we solved all the world's problems
1: perhaps yeah
0: <laughs> but i wanted to um i wanted to do a, a practice Um, when we get off the mic, but Mm -hmm. people listening might be interested because Mm -hmm. this is a yoga practice of doing mantra that's tailored to an individual. So I'm going to do that practice with you afterwards check you for a mantra and, um, you can tell us next time how it works.
1: Yeah. It was a pleasure being with all of you podcast (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Namaste. Namaste.
0: I want to thank all of you who've already supported me at patreon.com. I couldn't do the show without you. And I ask everyone else who's enjoying this show to please let your friends know. Also, check me out on patreon.com. Subscribe for any level you like and know that you're helping this information get out to the world, including into your own two ears. Namaste.